Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dice Collectors podcast. I'm NB. I'm the DM, and I use she, her pronouns. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Mari Does Things. Hello, I get to go like first for once. Uh, my name is Haley Clinton. You can find me on Twitter at Haley Clinton and the number four. I play the wonderful Omphi. We both use she, her pronouns and passing it on. Hi, I'm Tofi. I use they, he pronouns. Uh, I play the character Braun who uses he, they pronouns. Um, we're both trans and uh, you can find me at Tophilium, T-O-F-I-L-I-U-M. Hi, we are uh, Ghosty. We go by any pronoun. Um, we play the wonderful sword wizard Nakzara, who uses she, they pronouns. You can find us at Little Ghostling on Twitch and Little Ghostling without the E on Twitter. Hi there, I'm Jess. I use she, her pronouns. I play Rua, who uses she, her, they, them pronouns. And you can find me on Twitter at a Jess of all trades. And that's Jess with only one S. Uh, yeah, hey, Rock. Uh, yeah, long story short, I'm not doing the uh, whole workout thing on Twitter. I, I got, I didn't really like it. I, it's my secrets. I'm not telling them. And you can find me on there if you want. But really, let's be honest, I don't go on there very often. So you can follow me. Don't follow me. It's it's probably not going to change anything. You lied to the people. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, figure out what happened last time. Who remembers? And we tried to kill us. We got in a boat. <laughs> you found a lighthouse. I <laughs> <Omdi> well. <laughs> saved the day. With Moonbeam, Rock was going to die off the hill down the fort. The oh, yeah, the Moonbeam. That was great. The Kelpie we ran into on our way to Realia, we ran into again, along with one of the crew members who went overboard. Honey Johnson. Yes. Look at that. Perfect name. We all yes. need more ranged attacks. <laughs> yes, please. Please, I beg of you. Well, that's not what we really learned. We really learned that we should never travel on water again. No, Omthi <laughs> did heavily suggest that, or like imply, or whatever, that we did not have to take waterborne transportation to make Rock and Noct feel more comfortable. You Next agree? We'll take you up on that. You I also think. didn't have to go investigate the Kelpie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you sprinkled in a plot point. We saw a lighthouse. We decided we needed to go. Look, we see all those missed maps that go up on things. We know what we miss. Right? Right. We, okay, we're like bugs to, like moth to a light, right? Like we see light where it's like, you know? Also, we learned vice, something about the vice minister and viceroy. The judicial minister and the viceroy. Viceroy. Uh, and there's some scandal, some scandal, something happened in Teridian. Yes, there is. And I also just want to clarify, there is no actual lighthouse. It was the light coming from the, 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 Honey Johnson transformed. Well, Honey Johnson, <laughs> fucking stop. So hopefully no other ships will wander off to go investigate lighthouses like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> We're just yes. trying our ding dong best, okay? <laughs> so after a long, hard fight, we will pick up with the party catching your breath. Rock, you are soaked to the bone after your dip in the sea. Um, and the temperature is slowly rising back to normal. Because if you remember, it had been a lot colder uh, with this revenant stalking you. Um, and Bron as Nexara dispatches the, the drowned sailor fighting you. Your legs unfreeze, so you are no longer stuck or paralyzed. What would you like to do? 
Go home. Let me go. <laughs> Campaign over. Noxar right. wants to go back underground where there's no ships. Well, I'd rather be dangling in the air. Hot damn. Rua's dreams of having you all be a crew on their ship are slowly disintegrating. Yeah, there's got to be a big bonuses involved if we're going on ships again. I already forgot sound. where we were going. Aren't we going Meridian. to Meridian? For some reason, I wrote boat to Port Holly, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. No, that would be going too far. But you also can hear now that the kind of the fighting has died down. One of the other things that had attracted you to this area was you had heard screams coming from in the fog. Um, and as the ship continues to steer into and past the uh, your defeated enemies, um, the captain kind of rolling his eyes, but steering closer now that the enemies are dispatched, you can all start to make out a broken shape in the water. Um, and you see figures kind of scrambling around, helping people out of the water. And the crew of the Fog Runner comes into view. Probably go like help them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little tired. That's that's fair. Am I gonna have yeah, to get back in the water? No, no. Don't, yeah, don't go in the water, please, please, God, please, chicken me. None no. of us should probably go in the water. I'm sure no, we can no. just help with ropes and pull people up. Like, we don't need to go in the water. Perfect. Perfect. Hey, do you think there's someone here that could uh, dry me off? I'm, I'm really wet. You know, sometimes there's those magic people that can just snap their fingers and I'm dry. I could hold you up and like, wait, you know how? Okay, so you know what towels are, right? Like, you grab the towels and you or your clothes and you go like, flap, 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 them, like, like, flap them. I could do that to you. Pretty sure I still have Wanda for stigitation. So you could sort of be drier I, i'll take anything i'll do the flap flap first and then you can do the magic magic afterwards let's go Bron. yes i put my arms in the air all right i hold him up and i just like start shaking him like he's a wet dog a wet turtle, <laughs> oh, turtle. Athletics check. make a make a what athletics yeah i apologize please in advance please don't drop rock 20 yeah, uh, actually, it does a lot more than you'd expect. It's like a wet dog shaking off, except it's Bron shaking rock. <laughs> this is what I get goggles on. <laughs> Team Brock. <laughs> don't don't do Pokemon. Pokemon. We can't we can't do that. <laughs> so uh, Rock, you're no longer dripping. You are still wet, but the wand of prestidigitation can uh, help with that. Um, Perfect. And you it was getting real cold still. So yes, the uh, crew of the ship that you're on, the Quell, will also help pull the uh, Fogrunner crew on board. You do notice, Rua, that the captain is missing. There is just the first mate and the rest of the crew. Um, and several of them look pretty shaken <laughs> from their experience. I think Rua would definitely want to ask the first mate, uh, where's, where's your captain? He went overboard in the seaweed when it came up and, and broke the ship. Um, and at this point, you do see the broken shape in the water. The ship is like cracked in half and quickly sinking. Um, one of the crew mates is a water genasi and does go kind of swimming to try and gather as much of the cargo that they were carrying as possible and brings it on board and starts talking with the captain of the Quell, your ship, discussing what their next steps are. What was your captain's name? Oma. Oma. 
They may come up again because Honey Johnson did. <laughs> Valid. Well, I mean, they're dead now. So. We think. Maybe. Um, they make an arcana check. Oh, wait, I'm good at these. No, I'm not. It's a 10. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. You do know that at least here, it looks like there's nothing remaining of the Kelpie or what remained of Honey Johnson. So those threats at least are done. But you don't see Oma's body. It's possible that it's tangled up in seaweed somewhere down below. Anything else you guys would like to do? I say we go. I don't think we have the means to keep searching. I agree. That's just sad, but move on. Are they coming on our ship? Yeah, they're on board with you now. Okay. No, they'll find their own way back. <laughs> I'm just going to leave them. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my gosh. What kind of cargo did they have? Uh, mostly some foodstuffs, but there's also like clothes, silks, um, which some of which are ruined being in the water, but most of the crates are packed pretty tightly um, and, and watertight. So the stuff that they can salvage is mostly fine. And Rua, you would overhear the uh, crew talking to the captain of your ship, um, and they're making plans to go on to Port Holly with the, the quell um, to take care of cargo and then making their way back to Realia to either find a new ship or report back to their trading company. Uh, you know, I can send word to the Solstein trading company about what happened so they know before you land. The first mate, now the captain, uh, Leanthus, will say, that's very kind of you, but you're heading to Gaolo. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That's what the captain said. Um, we can send word from there um, before we make our way to Port Holly. Cool. All right. So that is your first day back out on the water. <laughs> it takes you about another uh, day to get to Gaol. But you land the uh, crew of the former fog runner, take some time to send their messages back to Realia. But you guys are in Gowl and on your way to Teridian. I would like everyone to make perception checks as you guys are heading out of the city. I will be using my die this time since DD Beyond Ooh. made me roll so bad. Got a not natural 20. I got a nat one. Oh. I'm tired from shaking Rook. That's fair. I got a perception. Wait, what's 19 plus three? 22? 22. Mm -hmm. So I got a natural 20 Ooh. plus four. So 24. Nice. But a, but a natural 20. I'm That's amazing. 18. Okay. So pretty much everyone except for Bron. Bron, you're thinking about that brownie you had the last time you were here. Oh, and God, yeah. <laughs> looking for a vendor, but unsuccessfully. <laughs> um, everyone else, as you're walking through the midshore and then up and out of the city, you hear a lot of conversations going on. One uh, conversation, Rua, that you overhear is about an earthquake that happened uh, on another continent. And there looks like there are sailors that are taking supplies back. Ruck with the natural 20, you hear kind of a quiet conversation, just two sailors kind of arguing, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense to you for a second. You just kind of hear, why would they go out there? It doesn't make any sense. There's, there's nothing out there. There's no point. And then the other one says, well, I think it's really brave. Uh, why not go out and explore what else is out there? 
and listening a little longer, you kind of gathered there was a ship that set sail from Endelev to the northeast, where no one has really been before. Um, the farthest that has been explored is like the northern edge of the Endelevian continent and the eastern edge of the Tholian continent. But someone's going uh, north northeast and heading out into open ocean, which is a daunting prospect for most sailors. Most places in the Tri-Seas that have been explored, you can get to land in a day or two. Um, and a lot of shipping routes are along coastlines. Do I get a sense of like what they're talking about out there or just like something's out there? There, you get the sense that this is like an expedition to explore. Oh, to open ocean. Yeah, if you look at the at the map, they're going um, north of Thule. Anything else that you guys would like to do as you head out of Gowl? Ron's good. No. Okay. Ron, I need you to make some brewing checks for me. <gasps> Shoot, you're right. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Okay, we're going to get a different dice. Okay, hold on, what am I rolling for? It's... Uh, it's, uh, it's wisdom plus your proficiency. Okay, wisdom plus proficiency. Are you doing this in front of all of us or are you doing it secretly again? Well, y'all are listening to other people do things. I'm gonna do it. Fred's looking for brownies and brewing his ale. No yes. wonder why they got an at one. <laughs> okay, that's 12. That's a 12. That's a 12. Okay. I need one more. Oh God, that's a six. There's my, my rolls are coming back. Just disappointing your brewing ancestors. My, my mom and pop are going to be freaking mad. <laughs> We're not going to tell them. No, y'all don't know either. Ron, you get the sense as you're looking at and, and checking on your batch. It looks like when you were on the ocean, the salt water got in. It's not watertight um, in some areas with the ruckus that happened on, on the sea. And um, this batch is kind of ruined, unfortunately. My heart, my soul. Oh my God. I'm never going on a boat again. <laughs> the sea has ruined the experience. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Bron is just gonna, you know, I don't think he can, I don't think he can hide his frustration now because this is their second time. You, you probably hear them just go, <sighs> and then like walk over and like pour it out onto, like some, like onto the ground somewhere. And just pocket it and just go back to the group. Never going to become Guy Fieri like this. <laughs> As you guys head out of the city, um, you guys will have to make camp, but it's about two and a half days to get from Gowl to Teridian. And there are farmhouses and things that you can sleep in along the way. But your first night camping out, I'm going to kind of pause and ask one by one how everyone is feeling and thinking right now. So I'm going to just kind of call on people, Rua, as you guys are settling down for the night. How's Rua feeling? I think Rua is maybe a touch more relaxed than they've been in a while because they're out of realia. Not that they don't love their family, but, you know, they've enjoyed being out of realia and getting to kind of do things on their own with this new group of interesting individuals who keep getting her into trouble um but it's been fun so i think Rua probably looks the most re more relaxed auntie what are you thinking about 
Amthi really enjoyed meeting Rua's family uh, and especially having that like bonding moment. It's been a minute since she's like even thought about siblings or like family in that capacity. She also feels really good. She's very tired, uh, but is very proud of her valiant efforts today fighting that Kelpie. And then also just knowing that we're going to go see uh, Laedra again, uh, hoping that they're not still mad at us. <laughs> That's definitely a good, valid concern. You've been gone for a while. Nagzara, what are you thinking about? as you uh, sit by the fire and bed down for the night? Uh, Nock just probably thinking of like the last thing that she heard from home and thinking about that and what to do about that. Make a wisdom saving throw. Oh gosh. Oh, that's decent. Never mind, it's a natural one. I have an expressive face, okay? It's all the scales. I have natural one. Okay. As you're thinking about the last thing you heard from home, your mind kind of wanders and other thoughts start to filter in too. You wonder what your family is doing right now, what your siblings are up to, your aunt and your parents. And as you kind of look into the fire for a second, in the flicker of the embers, you see something and your surroundings change for a second. There's no fire, there's no flame, there's no friends. You're in a small stone chamber and images are flashing before your eyes, incomprehensible before they stop on one. That picture of your family under an arch out in the daylight. And then it disappears and you're back sitting on a log near a banked fire. Rock, what are you thinking about with your new companions? Well, uh, I believe Eric's with us, right? Yes. Sitting, I guess, sitting beside Eric, where I, I assume we're sitting by the fire and just staring off, relaxing, and just thinking about going to sleep. He tries to clear his mind at the end of the day just to keep us calm. Maybe uh, thoughts of Nando or some of those old friends pop in there, but that's about it. Make a wisdom saving throw. No. Uh, wisdom. Oh, okay. That's not horrible. T- 21. Okay. As your thoughts kind of calm, your peace of mind comes. You uh, are the first person to sleep, obviously. And you dream of Shava, but not how you saw her at the end, but when she was alive and adventuring with you. Her smile and her laugh, ready to do what was right and damn the consequences. Um, and in the morning, you're actually not the first person to wake up. Who is? Uh, well, well, we'll get there in a second. Oh, <laughs> Bron, what are you thinking about? Oh, God. You can see Bron getting grayer by the day. Um, <laughs> this poor soul has never left their home and they're homesick. Pepin, seeing Pepin was very lovely. That brought back a lot of great memories from childhood and just made them miss their parents more. And they are very, very, they're just thinking about all the lovely friends that they've met and also how much stress they've caused. 
Yeah, that's a lot to fill your mind. Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. That's a 13. Okay. Ron, as you bed down for the night, you fall asleep easily. And when you wake up, you're on the road, but you're not where you left your friends. You're outside of Kenya. This is something that you remember leaving home. You have a knapsack on your back. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping and you can see your parents waving you off, handing you like some final baked goods and farewells. Um, and you feel yourself wave back to them. But then as soon as your hand kind of passes in front of your face, they're not there. What do you do? Bron will scream for them. <laughs> as you scream and kind of look around to see where they are, you don't see them, but you do see, strangely, in the middle of this road, a desk, a counter like you'd find in the shop. Um, and instead of birds chirping now you hear the buzzing of flies oh god all all Bron can think in the brain is oh my god please don't be a dead person and they'll yeah your feet kind of drag and you already know what you're going to find because you found it before this is a very familiar scene with Harold the apothecary stabbed and bloody on the floor and a sound catches your ear and you look up and you see the second Harold that you fought off in the uh, attic there grinning at you, kind of a manic look in his eyes and he charges you. What do you do? They're, they're just going to tackle them. <laughs> Make an athletics check. Oh God, come on, dice. A 19. You tackle them and he grapples you back weirdly you look and you're not just tackling him you have a sword dug into his back and he just grins up at you and you see the blood come out of his mouth onto the ground before it erupts in radiant light and scorched bones fall to the ground oh god not the smite and in the middle of these bones you see something that shouldn't be there that doesn't go into a human body or humanoid body you think as far as you know, there's like a wooden stick, not a bone um, in this pile. Oh, I'm gonna grab it. Cause Bron's like, I took anatomy class. That's not there. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not a stick. It looks kind of like a grave marker and it has a name carved in it, but you can't make out what it is. Um, and as you look up, the path around you has changed again. And suddenly there are graves lining the road, five, 10, 20 rows on either side and stretching out in front of you like pews facing a stage and you're the opening act i'm gonna look for an exit <laughs> you're in the uh, on an open road basically but i'm gonna look for an exit by graves <laughs> uh, um can i go up and inspect any of them to see if yeah to see if there's names or anything like that yeah roll an investigation check that's a nine Okay. The first couple you look at, it's like you can't read them, not because you don't know the language or because they're etched too faintly. They're just unintelligible to you. But you walk down the road a little farther and you do start to make out names, but you don't know them. Farland Die, Harley Flickersnap, Park Deldrick, Fell Rush. And then the names become a little bit more familiar. Harold Thornbeard, Honey Johnson, 
Can you keep going? Yeah, I'm gonna keep going. Because <laughs> I'm just afraid. Ron is afraid that they're gonna see his friends' names on there. Well, you continue down the road and the names become a little bit more confusing because as far as you know, these people aren't dead. Carrot Jacquard, Eldith Dankel, Bruner Balmer, Riley Solestein. What do you do? Can I kick the one with my pop's name on it? Yeah. Like, like, can I kick the gravestone off? Yeah, the marker? Yeah. Yeah, you kick it off and you see the the marker flies down the road a little bit as you, with the force of your kick. And as you kind of track it with your eyes, the road behind you has changed. And as far back as you can see, there are figures in full plate kneeling at, at each and every grave down the road. You know, I'll kneel over my father's grave and I'll just start praying to Shigami. As you kneel, you hear the creak and clank of armor as they all stand up and look to you. And you see its reflections of you, and they all move in unison and open their mouths to speak. Now, I can't do this voice very well, but their voices sound like a dozen different individuals speaking as one person. And they say, you have honored the fallen, even strangers, even your enemies. And you look down at your pop's grave and it's empty, it's undug. You have protected your friends. Your heart is kind, and for this I offer you my advice. And you look up at the images of yourself, all reflections of you, and they begin to glow and blur so you can't make out their faces. It's hard to be kind. Some people make it particularly difficult, but even the least person is deserving of kindness, so don't lose your heart, Ron. And then you wake up, and you are the first person awake you hear ugly crying <laughs> Brock, you They're wake up from your sobbing. peaceful <laughs> with the rest of the group <laughs> I'm writing wonky ass dream in my notes <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry Ruck woke up with a uh, witch everyone else wakes up at the same time uh, hearing oh. bronze sobs over on one side of the fire uh on the campfire. Bron, are, are, are you okay? This is the dream. And everyone was dead. And there were people that turned to me and said that I'm kind. But then everyone was dead. And I saw my parents. And I saw Riley. And I saw my friend. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, that's, that's a lot. Um, do, do, do you need a hug? Yes. And animals, please. Nakazara brings over Tankus. Eric, Eric, you know what to do. Go. (laughs) Offers a hug, then makes room for the animals. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, Tankus on the head. Tankus does the little like biscuits thing. Ronald sits there and just pets the animals. Yeah, I don't know. And my brews are failing too. Oh, you've been doing brews. Yeah. What? Dude, all of them suck. No, they're salty. Do you want some help? (laughs) No. Uh, Disorder. Okay. Well, brewing on the road is, I imagine, difficult. I don't know for sure, but that's. Yeah, I'm gonna try again later. Okay. Let's go. Let's go get our money. 
You sure? <laughs> yes. I can turn into a different animal if you need a specific animal's love. I would love a badger's kiss, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Auntie's gonna turn into a badger. Thank you. And just, I guess, just curl up with Braun. Thank you, badgers are my favorite. I can't talk, but... Reassuring <laughs> <laughs> oh. Pat. <laughs> badger noises whatever that sounds like squeak 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 i don't think that's what they sound like <laughs> but we're like Aah. oh my god yes uh, okay let's let's go it's fine oh it's fine let's go let's, let's i really go. hope omti's seen a badger before yeah oh my god. Turn into one. <laughs> okay oh could you imagine just being like i think this is what a badger looks like badger turn looks into like. a weasel yeah, I mean, there's the same thing. They're both furry, worm-like creatures, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so bad. With claws, it's fine. I'm already a, I'm already a badger. I'm just going to let Rog carry me at this yeah. point. Yeah. All right. You guys head off down the road back towards Teridian. Who has the highest passive perception? And not me. An 11. 13. I have a 12. 13 too. It might be Ruck. I think it's Ruck's Ruck. got a 14. Yeah. One four. <laughs> Ruck, as you are all traveling down the road to Teridian, um, at the end of the second day, you will get to Teridian the next day. You hear kind of rustling in the bushes um, off to the side of the road. And it kind of sounds like an animal, but not one that, I mean, like it's not a huge animal. Maybe it's a rabbit. You're not sure uh hey there's something in the bushes there if anybody cares but uh you know i hear that kind of stuff all the time because i'm always sensing animals every animal i see in the bushes here so i mean if you guys want to look at it we can look at it or if you all y'all want to look at it we can look at it i mean is it like something we need to be worried about i mean probably not probably maybe i mean it's kind of a boring ride i think maybe a little bit of fun will bring brawn out of the the you know I would love another animal. Yeah, let's go take a look. <laughs> oh my goodness. You all approach this bush, I'm assuming. <laughs> Rock definitely like away. leaps away, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> you just hear this badger going, just... <laughs> Rose just shaking her, their head, like... You can all, as you approach the bush, you can see it rustling, too, and it... it it's weird because it's not like a constant rustle, rustle um, and it, but it stays in the bush. Like it's the whatever creature or whatever is in it isn't able to get out potentially. And as you uh, look over, you see that there's a cane of some sort tangled in the branches. Um, and as you watch, it shakes back and forth and the branches it's tangled in rustles, rustle. A cane? A cane. I don't think it's an animal in there. Hey, hey, is somebody in there? Are you stuck in a bush? As you say that, Ruck, the cane shakes again. Um, and you see that there are carvings on it, but you can't make out what it looks like because it's face down. Whatever right, carving is on back. the other side. Yeah, they're not talking back. This is a trap. I don't know about this. It's a cane. Why did you expect it would talk back? Uh, does Don't people usually carry canes or... 
I don't know if those carvings are like arcade or not, but Nakzara, could you, do you think you could take a look? Nakzara can try. And so Nakzara will try. Are you casting identify or just like trying to make an arcana check? I think I'll try to like, do we have, like I'll try detect magic first. Okay. To see. And so that'll uh, take about 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. The cane continues to do its periodic rustling. <laughs> As you kind of start your, your, your ritual, what are you guys doing in the meantime? You have 10 minutes. <laughs> and I, you know, Ron is stressed. Can I cut the cane away from the branches? That way it's free. I don't, I don't know. I know that we don't know what it is, but the I, thing, I can thing hold is, it for you. it's, yeah, like it just, it feels, it's, it's, I can sense it's in pain. Uh, okay, let, let, let's get it out while they, while, they, while they try to figure out what it is. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> just does this. <laughs> we're we're going to do all this, this scary stuff before we know what we're doing. So badgers have a bunch of different types of calls. One of them sounds kind of like a dolphin. So you just hear a badger oh going, yeah, Noxar is, yes. is just like looking at them like like you're loving it while I'm focusing on it while she's tuning her violin because she uses her violin to do her magic. Broad Rock, <laughs> let's can we wait till Noxar is done just just to make sure it's not going to do any harm. What do you think, Bron? Oh. This is a, this is a your call kind of thing. I I'm just trying to make you happy today, buddy. Thank you so much, BFF. Um, I, um, I guess, but I'm gonna sit near it and pray over it. That's fine. Okay. Ten minutes later, Nuxara, you cast identify, or sorry, you cast um, detect magic, right? Yep. This has a very strong transmutation uh, magic coming from it. Okay. Now another ten minutes for identify. <laughs> No, it's do, okay. Hold on. Do you tell us that it's transmutation first? No, she just goes immediately okay. to the next one. Okay, <laughs> they're uh, pray harder. Their the, ritual is just taking twenty minutes. Yeah, the the this like it took like two minutes to tune the violin, and then it took like then it was like eight minutes of playing, and now like after those eight minutes, the tune changes into a bit more of a like a a focus tune instead of a searching okay as you cast to identify this through the music you kind of get a better understanding of it and you're you can feel the sound waves kind of wrapping around the cane um, and getting a better feel for it this is an animated cane you get the idea that it can probably walk on its own and is has some sort of sentience about it, but you're not, you can't really tell what it is. Maxara will uh, stop playing and then look to Tebron, who seems to be the most intent on the cane, is like, friend, Naxara has seen all through music. Cain has, Cain is friend. So not friend him. is good to touch. You can break it off. Okay, thank you. And um, yeah. Bronze promptly going to cut away all the things and get the cane free. 
Yeah. As soon as uh, enough branches are cut away from it that it can move more freely, it pops up and you can see that it is, sorry, I keep on playing with my D4 and dropping it. (laughs) Uh, You can see that it is carved with the head, paw, and kind of fluffy tail of a wolf-like dog all through the wooden stick. And it kind of hops up and comes over to you and, and for lack of a better word, nuzzles you. I'm going to call them Peter. For the sake of ease, you can go to D&D Beyond and add best friend. Oh my God. <laughs> what best friend? What? Mad howling movie, Howl's Moving Castle vibes. Yeah, Honestly, I was about to say that. That is the exact, um, <laughs> the scarecrow awesome. was the exact inspiration for this item. Awesome. Oh my God. There is a, a rug for, and for people who don't know, Howl's Moving Castle has an animated scarecrow that helps people and just kind of tags along and it's very cute. Turnip head is my favorite. I want tattoos of turnip heads so badly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you have an animated cane that seems to follow as you, Brian, you start kind of walking down the road, follows you very closely. It can hop on its own. I... I'm feeling so much better. <laughs> still sniffling. You can still, you can still, you can still stout. Like you can still, you can still hear him sniffling, but he's feeling a lot better. And he's just talking to Peter as we go, tell him about his day, tell him about the dream that they had, like tell him them about Worm and Eric and obviously friends. Wonderful. It's very peaceful um, as you finish your trip to Teridian and arrive the next day. Um, Out of character, um, I will ask that you keep track of the number of days that it's been until you attune to it, Um, but because it does take some time. Okay. You guys, the next day, arrive in Teridian and the town is bustling as usual. Um, And as you uh sorry as you uh run into the the city heading towards the uh eye of igareth i'm assuming and ladra correct we should probably take care of that before we get distracted (laughs) with anything else (laughs) yeah we're running low on funds yep okay go ahead and make perception checks That's more like it. That's a 10. I'm not rolling well today, guys. I got a I got an eight. I got a non-natural 20. I'm rolling great today. Rug, you're Good. on fire. Omthi is very stressed about seeing Laidra. Uh and and got a nat one. <laughs> 16 for Braun. Okay. So um Nachrua and uh, yeah, I think just Nachrua. You guys hear some things that you had already heard before, right? There's some talk about the judicial minister, um, Paulo Carrera, who has been suspended, um, which uh, you hadn't heard, um, as this investigation is ongoing. Um, and you hear a lot of the same theories, right? What what was what happened? Is, was there some scandalous conduct? Was there something illegal going on? There are some people defending him and saying that he didn't do anything. Why is this happening? Amphi, um, you hear about the earthquake again. Um, you hear a little bit more about the timing of it. You, uh, 
know that it happened around the last red moon, which uh, happens every eight, eight weeks um, in the Trices. Um, and the last one would have been about a week ago, if I'm remembering correctly. I can check, hold on. Sorry, it, yeah, it would have, it would have been um, a few days ago, actually, probably around the time that you guys were traveling from the Hardfoot uh, plantation. So you hear that. And then uh, Rock, you actually hear something new. You hear about the Zaire Highway, which you would be familiar with being from kind of the Southeast of Andragor. They are trying to build a highway through the mountains on the Eastern edge of uh, Andragor to make a land path um, from uh, Kashar, which is the main city on the Eastern edge of Andragor up to Port Holly so that they don't have to travel inland to get to uh, to get back and forth, um, but it's a lot of money and construction has stalled yet again. It's like one of those never-ending projects um, that they're always asking for more money and more magic to help build. Ugh, don't I know that game? Construction, <laughs> right? Uh, what was it? It was from Kushar to to where? To Port Holly. Okay, perfect. I'm actually taking notes this time, y'all. You're gonna know what happened in a month I'm when we come back. I'm gonna not understand when I uh, what I wrote down here. <laughs> yeah, That's I wrote the tricky down, thing with notes. A highway making a land path from Kashar to Port Holly. There I you go. Spell it. I didn't spell any of those <laughs> words right or say them right. That's totally fine. Um, but you and Bron also hear that. Um, news about the foreign minister that's in town. Um, just that they came from Thule um, and that they've been um, kind of exploring the city. And so people have seen uh, them going back and forth and kind of exploring with uh, their assistant. And that's kind of all you guys hear. Like, it's just conversations flowing past as you guys pass vendors and markets and hear people coming in and out of taverns and inns along the way down to the Eye of Igareth. Um, and when you get there, you can walk on in and head down to Lager's classroom if you'd like. Yeah, yeah I already took one me. book from here. I, I won't take another book. <laughs> I'll just go straight to Ladra. All right. You head in um, and down the stairs. Um, and she is actually talking to someone, one of her students, it looks like. Um, but catch a sight of you coming in and her face lights up. Um, it's been a couple weeks that you guys have been gone and uh, clearly she's been worried. So she kind of dismisses her student um, and comes over and starts signing to you. And the uh, slate that follows uh, her starts translating. Um, and she says, you're back. What happened? What did you find? Did you find anything? What's, what's there? Oh, where to begin? <laughs> Yeah, the slate is like rushing to catch up with the flurry of her hands. <laughs> uh, Rua yeah. will take out maps that they were making along the way. But otherwise, yeah. we'll let Omthi lead the way. Yeah, Omthi's definitely going to go like, do you have a minute? Do I need to like write it down in my journal? Or does this slate also write? She understands. She can lip read. Okay. Yeah, I'll um, definitely say like, do you have a minute to like go somewhere quiet? <laughs> Absolutely. And she brings you over. Um, there's kind of like a storeroom in here. And so she'll open the door and it's um, kind of gestures. There's like a makeshift bench on one side that she probably uses as some sort of office. Um, and she lights some lamps in here for you. 
So we went to Port Holly uh, and there were some weird things going on with magical abilities not and like magic not working correctly so we ended up through legal means getting to an underground cavern that goes in between like the courthouse like some of the older buildings that they have there in Port Holly and found some basically like an underground building that clearly once was above like on the surface and then I guess sunk down or something. Uh, but we have some maps of what we saw. And then Anthe also took some like drawings from some of the rooms. Um, so we'll show those to Laidra as well. As she takes a look at the maps, um, she kind of gets this furrowed brow and without looking up from the maps kind of starts signing to you. Um, and the slate says, uh, was there a library? Was this a, was this a school? We think so. It had this symbol and Omphi will show like the, I think it was like a tulip, tulip symbol that was on yeah. the, like the floor. Yeah. It's like a flower with wings. Yeah. Nakzara found many friends in the ruins. Um, as you no. show her... <laughs> Cops and just like <laughs> shuffles their bag a little <laughs> behind them. No, I thought Nox said all no, no, yeah, no. Wait, did Rock put the skeletons in Rua's bag or did Nox Zara keep so Omphi's gonna just keep just... <laughs> for clarity? <laughs> the skeletons are in the menagerie, as far as I know. Oh, thank oh, God. okay, okay. <laughs> she uh, later could lip only lip read, so she's just gonna like block Noxara so she can't see her. <laughs> As you show her this symbol, her eyes tear up and she starts crying. And she kind of, her hands start to shake as she signs. Um, and she says, uh, used to be a school, I used to go there. I'm amazed that this is what survived. How old are you? You can't Nakzara just was... ask someone how old they are. <laughs> Nakzara is serious. No, no. Pick up Nogzara and we can leave the room. Like he's just gonna <laughs> pick them up. Ampi asks, and she kind of like laughs a little and points to her elven ears. She says, I'm about 300 years old. Yeah, yeah, that checks. Which, go ahead and make a history check. Yes, ma'am. I haven't been rolling good. I need new die. Uh, 14. Okay. That's, yeah, it's not a hard check. Um, this world, this age is only about 300 years old. So she is possibly one of the oldest living humanoids in existence right now. Oh my goodness. Really wish I would have known that the first time we met. Um, so, so was there specific information that you were trying to gather because we there was a lot going on so it might be hard for us to explain everything uh yeah she starts to sign kind of furiously and says uh, was there a library there was so much knowledge down there that was one of the most incredible libraries you've ever seen 
I don't remember seeing a library. It kind of, there wasn't much left in most of the rooms that we could go into. And what was there and almost looked like it was being used for like war or like, there wasn't much left. There was a very cold room and a very hot room. And there was also like venom or like acid at one point. Oh, you found the classrooms. She starts to look at the maps and she kind of lays them out. Um, and she starts kind of pointing, gesturing and pointing out. And she says this, this group, and she points to where you found the acid and all the spell components. Um, this is amazing that, that this survived. It used to be our, our study rooms where we would be able to practice in the labs, all of our magic. Um, and this room, she points to kind of like the training room that you had found with the mats and the dummies where you found the armor um, was for more of our warrior classes. Um, there were so many people from all types who came to, to practice and train here. Um, but it, it survived, it's incredible. Um, I, I honestly didn't expect you to find much of anything. And it's a shame that the library was lost, but now that we know that there's some stuff down there, maybe it's possible to excavate. Um, and you can see the kind of like the look in her eyes gets very excited and she starts kind of thinking about the possibilities. Yeah, anything else? You guys ask any questions? Yeah, I'm just gonna ask about those weird orbs that were there and ask if those have always been there. She asked, like, go ahead. I was gonna say there was there was this room up at the top with these weird orbs. If you point it out on the map, she'll say that well, those were study rooms, and there was a, a balcony of sorts that we could look over the city, but there there were no orbs. It was just just um, places that we can go for some peace and quiet. And can I point out where the 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 fun uh, room was with all of the jars? You're like, and and what was this room used for? With all the jars? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, the connected yeah, to the like machine? Yeah, I'm going to point to the room. Yeah, the machine. It was a study room. Same as all the rest. And when was the last time you were at this school? When the earthquake happened. So do you know anything about what happened after the earthquake? As far as I knew, this was all lost. I left the city. Um, and she sits down and kind of puts the maps aside. I lost my hearing. Um, when it happened and I left the city. I couldn't bear to be around that place anymore. Um, but from what you've uncovered, it's incredible. Perhaps you could find the lost city of Huxthakra. You guys have uncovered something that is so valuable to me who remembers it, but also people who could learn from the secrets that are buried there. Yeah, backtrack real quick. Lost city of what? Huxthakra. It's uh, an old city, one of the, before before the civil uprising, down to the, the western edges of Andragor, um, south of Valoria. But not much is known about it. It was pretty much ruined and sealed during the, the uprising. Interesting, interesting. She kind of like takes a breath and you can tell she's thinking about her time there and go ahead and rock make a perce perception check and um to you too 11 rock 15 uh, okay sorry. Rock 15. No, yeah. cool um you notice there like there are other books laid out on her desk but you don't 
necessarily attribute this to anything other than this being a place of learning. Rook, you notice that there's like a small box on near those books. Like there's something that she's studying. It's kind of placed in a way that as a, like a point of reference for her, but you don't, you can't see the contents. It's closed right now. Okay. Actually, I'm, I'm working on something new. Have you ever seen this before? Perhaps, I mean, and she does pay you, by the way. She will pull out uh, the 100 gold for the maps and information that you have brought her. So you all have 100 gold to split for the party. Yeah, Auntie's just going to take all the 100 for now. <laughs> and she says, if you are interested in, a, in another job, I'm working on something new. Would you care to learn more? It depends on what it is. Fair enough. I don't expect there to be any more uh, spelunking, if that's what your concern, it, concern is. Um, yeah, sure. Spelunking. <laughs> totally not ghosts and other weird shenanigans. Ghosts? There were ghosts? Yeah, but that's yeah. like par for the course. It's, an, it's it, yeah. And Did you- not from something, something that must have been added after the earthquake, based on what you've said. She gets a little disappointed at that. And she says, so, so not people who perhaps were lost in the rendering? But they're still pretty important people, I would say, but no. Okay. Um, I, I'm just going to say a bit of that 100 gold is going to go towards a lot of therapy. <laughs> Puts a hand <laughs> on Rock's shoulder. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I'm grateful, at least. Provenience, the school was a wonderful place. So thank you. But this is my new project, and she will take a, a sketch and push it across her desk to you. And you see a kind of uh, infinity symbol, but with corners instead of edges. Is this something we've seen before? Yeah. It is. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I she says, forget. I'm, I'm trying to identify this, but um, none of the books here seem to have any indication of what it is. We saw this back at the apothecary shop or something somewhere else uh, no you're right <laughs> okay just I, I was asking more crowded <laughs> yeah, questions yeah. So I was like wait we saw we totally saw this yeah due to creepy ritual that we've all kind of just forgotten about or blocked out I don't know <laughs> <laughs> and um are you guys trying to hide any reactions that you have to that Bron starts to cry They've had a rough morning and seeing that brought back all that all the memories. <laughs> Max Zara has completely and totally and utterly forgotten anything about the character. No, Zara has or Ghost has. <laughs> uh we'll go with Snock Zara. Umphi <laughs> will definitely go, yes, we have seen this before. Yeah. Where? Do you know what it means? Naxara. Nothing good. Naxara thinks it looks like butterfly. So we found this symbol along with some ingredients. It looked like some kind of ritual according to our more arcane, talented individuals. Um, But it was not a good situation. The government took all my, took all the thingies that came, that were with it. You were the group- You were the group that found it. She pulls the box over on the side and she pulls out the stone. <laughs> you found this? Yes, can I have it back? As long as admitting we found it doesn't mean we're going back to jail. No, I, I'm just trying to fi- figure out what it means. The um, judicial minister in Valoria has sent it for inspection. 
Um, and I'm having little luck here. Then yes. How much are you willing to give us for, for information? Well, if you know more about it, I'm happy to pay. I, I don't have a lot right now, but I'm also willing to pay you depending on what information you have and what more we need to know. There is a collection of arcane knowledge, which sounds odd given the people there, but in Endelev, they've hoarded it. Um, and I have some contacts there, but I let's just say I'm not welcome there with my proclivities for magic uh, in my communication. And what do you think to f- would be found in that hoard of knowledge? Enough more not- about the symbol. Yeah, enough to identify it and understand what the ritual was purposed for. And it's, it's, it's nothing good. It's, it's nothing good. <laughs> well, given that you were there, could you tell me more? What, what was it like? What were there are, other ingredients? What was this used for? And she points to the stone. So what had happened was um, we so this funny story actually this is a meet cute and how we all found each other um so we were in the city and mm-hmm. Bron's gonna cut you off and just be like I think all she wants to know is what we found not how we got in there I think it's not how we got in there but but who okay the that's who, the who might have to go with the how so we, we, we came across this, this shop um, where the shop owner had unfortunately passed away. Um, and we saw evidence of this. And then we heard some weird noises coming from upstairs in a language that none of us speak. And we work our way up there. And then we saw the shop owner alive, which didn't make sense. That's not how uh, li- li- being alive works and the not alive works. Um, and there was these voices coming from the stone and there were two people in the room and the shopkeeper died again. Don't just, you know, you don't want to know how. She clarifies the, the impersonator died or the, the shopkeeper died. The impersonator. Okay. Both are dead now. Okay. But there was another one and they got away. Interesting. And you said the voices voices came from this? Yes. And there were other ingredients too. Could the spun, sunspot lichen was one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was that thing. We've come across that again, which is fun. Interesting. Lots of, it was all like very rare ingredients. I will tell you that. She thinks for a second and she says, this is all very useful, but it doesn't tell us what this alludes to or who was on the other end of the stone then you should find who the other person was that got away well i'm sure that the you told all this to the authorities in valoria yeah they still kicked us out though oh i i'm not a uh, a law enforcement officer so i couldn't tell you <laughs> what their rationale is for that but it seems like a very intense situation but if they know that someone got away, I'm sure they're still looking for them in Valoria there. But as for this, I, I don't have any ideas other than the the library, the Arcane Archway in Mandahar. Would you be willing to travel there on my behalf? 
Would you let us take the rock? I can't let it out of the eye. Um, it's due back to Valoria as soon as I have answers for the authorities there. But I know someone there. My um, godson actually works there. And I could send you to him and he could, they could help you find the information we need. Um, they will look at the rest of the group to get kind of a gauge on how everyone's feeling. I mean, it would be good to know what was happening. Yeah, um, this needs, yeah. I don't want to relive what happened though. Just putting that out there. But we should know, we should find out. Agreed. What else are we gonna do? Well, I will work on getting the permission needed to uh, trouble my, go- my godson. Unfortunately, the authorities that in Endelev, as you may know, are not friendly to magic. So when you go and she looks to Omphi, don't pull any tricks. Don't charm anyone. No magic. <laughs> That's no fun. But it will keep you safe. And it'll be hard to know if what we find is helpful or not without the rock. Well, I will send all the information. I'll send a sketch. I'll send a note with some ideas of where to look um, ahead of you. And she kind of like looks you all up and down. And you've been traveling pretty much nonstop aside for like the brief rest you had in Realia for a couple of weeks at this point. Um, And she says, you might want to rest for a little while before going there. I'm not in a rush for this information. The authorities in Valoria are relying on us to find it, but they didn't give us a deadline. So if you stay for next week's festival, I'm sure that would give you enough time to rest and recover. And then I'd have all the proper paperwork for you. Again, Anthea, look at the rest of the group. Got a little bit of trauma with festivals now, but that would be fun. And you all would know it's the New Seasons Festival. It's summer. Some downtime would probably do us well. Would Noct actually know about that that festival? Um, no. It's not one that you celebrate underground. (laughs) Okay. You mean the moss on the rocks don't change color for every season? Underground seasons are different. You have dank, damp, dank, and wet. <laughs> in 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 uh, at home, when seasons change, it's usually by the color that the crystals and moss turn. Oh, never heard of summer. What is summer? It rains. I feel like out of every orifice. <laughs> Noxar is Olaf now. <laughs> it's when it gets sunny and warmer outside. Interesting. Is there a color for summer? Red. I'd say red. I feel like there's always color. White's a color. Yeah, just bright. Nakzara is interested to see summer. But if everybody sounds like they're down, uh, they will look back at Lady and just go, yeah, I think that sounds like a plan. Uh, is there any way that we could get some compensation for travel again? Of course, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, anything else that you guys want to ask or do in the Eye of Agrath in particular or with Lejra? Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. You guys part ways with her. She actually follows you up out of her office and up out of the classroom and kind of starts wandering some of the aisles 
and you see her go down a, uh, one of the aisles and pull out a book and start kind of perusing it like she knows this is a familiar book to her. Um, you also see two figures, one who's sitting on the ground in the same aisle as Laedra, um, a very diminutive kind of halfling looking uh, figure, short, uh, who has a stack of books about as tall as he is uh, on the ground. And then someone who is the very opposite, very, very tall, about seven foot probably, who is just kind of picking up books from the stack, putting them down, wandering around, very bored appearance. And he kind of grumbles, Teddy, are we ready to go yet? We spent enough time in this library. Do you guys do anything as you are headed out? I need to roll to see if Naxara will want to eavesdrop. <laughs> uh, on this, right, I get a good roll. On this, I get a good roll. I got 17. So I will, I will, I will eavesdrop. What kind of books? Can we see what kind of books he's reading? Yeah, so you guys kind of follow Laedra, I'm assuming, and like kind of go past her and start perusing yourself. Yeah. All right. Um, Amfi, go ahead and roll a perception check. I'm just rolling so good tonight. Let's go. It's a 14. There are some variety in this stack. <laughs> there are biographies and poetry and romance novels and more factional factual accounts of like uh, bestiaries. So there's a wide variety. And let's see. Uh, what was the other question I heard? Oh, Nuxara is eavesdropping, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, you just kind of hear this guy go kind of shift back and forth and he's impatient, to say the least. He goes over to Laedra and says, are there any anything interesting happening soon? Not soon? What, what What's going on in the city? <laughs> I've been all around uh, the outside. It doesn't seem like anything in particular is going on. And my friend here is quite consumed with your stories here <laughs> and Laedra kind of looks up from the book she's holding uh puts it down and says well there's going to be a, a festival in the next week or two we'd be happy to see there there's a lot a lot of activities going on uh she starts signing anything else you guys want to do as you're kind of waiting for this conversation to continue Amthi I feel like you're interested in those books but <laughs> I am. Can I go up to them and ask what they're reading? Yeah. Um, I was like waiting for the curiosity to take over. It's coming. <laughs> I could feel it through the screen. <laughs> yeah, you go over to the halfling man. Uh, he looks up as you kind of, uh, he's sitting in that in the aisle. Um, and he just kind of gestures, hi, can I help you? What you read? Oh, this is just an account of dragons. They're fascinating creatures. Absolutely. Have you seen one before? <laughs> oh, uh, not in this lifetime. Have you ever seen an elephant? Well, yes, we have them in Thule all the time. They're very common. Those, those are what I'm looking for. <laughs> I actually uh, had a quite an interesting encounter with a, a stampede of elephants once. Go on. Uh, yeah, so he kind of just goes off and tells you the story about this time that he was in a, a jungle in 
Thule. Um, and actually that's how he met his friend. They were both running from the same uh, stampede. Uh, they don't know what caused it, but that's how they met. Um, and the uh, taller gentleman <laughs> hears you talking and comes over and, and says, "You do you live here? Are you from here? Me? Yes. No, I came to see Laedra. What is it with you people in these books? Well, you see, uh, some people don't talk very well. Um, so it's a little bit easier to read a book instead of having to talk to somebody. Hmm. Also, lots of information that people just don't know. So they write them down so that other people can know. Seems to take too much time. <laughs> Accurate. I'd much rather have a conversation. But if you're not from here, where are you from? I'm from Port Holly, but my companions over there are from all over the place. He looks up. Uh, where are the rest of you kind of standing at this point? I assume Rua is kind of off to a side waiting for Noct and Obthi to finish up what they're doing. <laughs> Noct so probably also looking a little bored. Yeah, Nagzara is still eavesdropping and is behind like a shelf, probably like reading uh, or has like a book out in common, but it's upside down. Ron definitely uh, is just is following the lead of Peter. They're just like, Peter, okay, what book do you want me to read for you? Like, what do you want to like? And they're like asking Peter questions. And I'm assuming Peter's just like hopping along, like slapping books with the tip of the cane. They're, they're just hobbling along. We're doing great, everyone. We're totally normal. <laughs> right. Yeah, Ruck, is, Ruck is with Rua just sitting there, kind of like staring off in his face, a little bored. Is Eric with you? Eric, oh yeah, he'd be sitting there. Him and Eric would actually be playing cards. You'd ask Rue if they want to if they want to join in. Rue sighs and then holds out their hand. Yeah, deal me in. All right, perfect. <laughs> this uh, guy looks over at your party and says, oh, "Very interesting companions. I'm new to the city. Would you be willing to sit down for an interview? I'd love to learn more about your country and and your culture and all sorts of other things. I have lots of questions. And like I said, I don't really enjoy the books like Teddy here does." Sure. Again, not great on the whole talking thing. Um, do love the sound of my own voice, though. So we could we could probably make this work out. Wonderful. Sounds like a person right after my own heart. Well, uh, he's going to be here for a while. I'm going to take a walk, but we should get together. I hear there's a festival of some sort next week. Um, are you going to stay in town for that? Yeah, it seems like we're going to hang out for a little while until some paperwork goes through. Wonderful. My name is Bosnor Binthmere, and he holds out his hand to shake it. Your yours. I will take it as I <laughs> attempt to spell it with my in my notebook. Oh, uh, you can just call me Boz. It's much much easier. But yes, I would love to do your interview. Uh, we should meet outside, not here. Uh, but perhaps tomorrow, as you uh, the you can see the sun is starting to set um, through the the glass windows. Sure. Do you want me to bring my companions with? They have some very interesting stories as well. Yes, I would love trees. that. He's fascinated immediately and comes over to you. And you have this interesting critter. What? What is? Does he have a name? Their name is Peter. Peter. Very interesting. Where did you find it? Did you make it? Oh God, no. Do you think I can crab? That brewing is a crab. Hold on. Oh, you're, you're not a very good master. And he claps you on your <laughs> back. 
Yes, thank you. My parents have an entire business from where I'm from. It's fine. Yeah, their name's Peter. I didn't make them. We found them in a bush and we saved them. There we go. They're my best friend besides Rob. As, you, as he um, claps his hand on your back, you can feel kind of like cold through your armor. Um, and being in his proximity, you do kind of get this faint like chill aura from him. Like he's perpetually cold. Yeah, uh, wonderful. So we can meet here tomorrow morning if that all works for you. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, nothing. (laughs) Yes, Rock, you're gonna come too. Eric, do you have any threes? Uh, Hold on, let me look for him. No, Eric doesn't have any threes. No, I I, I play for him. Ah, interesting. We'll have to play this tomorrow. It's wildly unfair for me. I don't know. Hold on. Yeah, you're right. It's okay, I cheat. (laughs) Uh, I feel like I like you. He kind of gives you a wink, Rua. Rua gives it right back because I, I feel like Nakazara is going to a uh, wall, kind of hidden behind the shelf, is going to readjust their cloak, their their pon- their hooded poncho, so that it looks as if Tankus is the head, <laughs> and it's gonna go, it's gonna like stumble over, just curious to see how this person how how the guy reacts how the person reacts oh and is this part of your party as well our good friend tink zara <laughs> tink zara nice to meet you holds out his hand tinky not, winky for short knocked can't see so doesn't react but tink is puts out a paw <laughs> very daintily with like two fingers he shakes the paw <laughs> um I feel like when that happens, the 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 shoulders of the poncho fall down, and like Tankus is like kind of uh, purple, like pink eyes, just like po- like kind of glow out from the hood and Tankus, and she just stares. Well, um, are you <laughs> one person or two people? Nakzara is Nakzara. Tankus is Tankus. Wonderful. Pleasure to meet you all. Uh, does the time work for everyone tomorrow morning? Yeah, and also if there's any way you could bring some like sweet treats for breakfast and go over really good with our party. Ah, sweet teeth. Uh, uh, yes, that is the term, right? Close sweet tooth. Accurate. Yes. Sweet tooth. Ah, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will have everything arranged. Uh, Teddy, are you ready? Uh, the uh, halfling man kind of looks up and says, I suppose, yes, I can be ready. Uh, and puts the book down um, and gives Laedra a nod and says, whispers, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> um, and follows uh, Boz out. And I think that is where we will end our session. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more Dice Collectors content, please follow us on Twitter at Dice Collectors and check out our Patreon. If you like the show, give us a review and a holler. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep rolling.